You're listening to Witch Wednesdays, your weekly podcast source for all things witchcraft in the modern world. Join your hosts, Steph and Tara, every Wednesday morning as they dive into a new witchy topic. Welcome back to Witch Wednesdays. This is Steph. And this is Tara. And you're listening to episode number eight, Traditional Witch Tools. Yay! <laughs> uh, we started talking about witch tools last week when we talked about casting a circle. We mentioned wands. So we wanted to uh, cover the things today that are associated with with witchcraft because that's a question that a lot of beginners have is, you know, what do I need? What do I need to go out and buy? And the answer is nothing. Nothing ever. Okay. <laughs> It can seem like witchcraft is a very expensive practice, but it does not have to be. There's a lot of things like uh, crystals that are really fun to collect and that can start adding up, but nothing on this list is a necessity. So we wanted to get into that before we even start this list is that absolutely nothing is required. The only thing that's required for witchcraft is yourself and your energy. You don't need anything else ever. So as we go through this list, which is in no order whatsoever I kind of just wrote them down as I was thinking about them and Tara doesn't know what order they're going in I'm going to surprise her she didn't send me a list you guys she did not send me a list she did not send me what I should be talking about this time so I just want to throw that out there Tara's just wicked at it so as we as I go through the list I'll tell you a little bit about what what each thing is if it's not familiar um, what you can use it for and then Tara and I will each let you know if we have one or not so the very first one is a wand, which I figured is a good place to start because we already talked about those. So yes. a wand is a tool used to direct energy. You really want to think of it as like an extension of your hand that you're holding it in. Um, you do need to obviously know how to manipulate energy first, which yes. we talked about a couple of podcasts ago. You have to know how to gather that energy and then manipulate it into your hand and then direct it into the wand. And then from the tip of the wand, direct it out into the world to do whatever it is that you want it to do. Yes. It is yours to command. Wands are, like Tara said last week, very good for beginners because um, they can really direct your attention and your focus and really allow you to see where you're sending something. Mm -hmm. Now, personally, I do not have a wand and I have never had one. I have had wands. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, which I mean is obviously you can go either way. And I do love wands. Um, and I've seen like a lot of beautiful ones. You can have wands of all different kinds. They can definitely be made of wood. You can find a fallen branch and make your own. Um, they can also be made of metals or crystals or basically anything. Um, some people tie crystals to the ends of them, to the tip to make you know more focused but certain energies yes but um you can find them all over the place you can make them yourself Uh, you really want to find one that you know calls to you but it's definitely not something that's required and I have never bought one because I just personally have never found a use for one I feel like it would be something that's just more like pretty decoration in, in my house than something that's useful so I actually have a few wands and I've 
or I should say I've had a few wands over the years. I'm down to just one. Um, I only use it really to decorate. <laughs> I don't really use it to direct energy any longer. Um, it's a beautiful metalwork uh, wand with crystals embedded in it. And I bought it years and years ago and cleaned it and made it mine. And it was great. Um, the best one I ever had was when I first got started. I bought a wand from a lady and she actually sold me the wand, but then told me that I shouldn't use it because it wasn't tuned to me and I should make my own. And so she actually walked me through making my own wand. And that one I used when I first got started for a long, long time. I used that one for years. Um, but I don't need the wand anymore, uh, to help me direct things. And, and like I said, I still have the one wand. I don't have the one I made or that original wooden one, but I still have the metal one. And like you said, it's a pretty decoration, um, but I don't need it to set my intention. So it's mostly just decorative at this point. Fair enough. All right. The next one on the list is an athame or athame. It can be pronounced either way, which, you know, is something that's like a tangent sidebar. Um, people seem to have a lot of issues if you pronounce something that they think is the wrong way. And that really bothers me. <laughs> because there are a lot of different ways to pronounce something. And something like, you get this a lot with Salen, which is yes. a on October 31st, and it is spelled S-A-M-H-A-I-N. So if you've seen that, a lot of people pronounce it Samhain because yeah. they've never heard. It's like an originally a, an Irish Gaelic word, Samhain. However, it's a very ancient word. We don't actually know that it's supposed to we, we think it's pronounced Samhain, but we don't actually know that. And it doesn't matter how you pronounce it. Like it matters what your intention is. And if you're a solo practitioner who got into witchcraft through reading about it, and you've only ever read that word and had never heard anybody pronounce it, you're going to pronounce it the way that you read it in your head. It's like the yes. same as the people who read the Harry Potter books as a kid and were in the U S and had never come across the name Hermione before. Yes. You likely did not pronounce it that way in your head. And then when you saw the movies, you were like, Holy crap, that's totally different than what I thought it was. Mm -hmm. So I don't like people who pick on you. If you say, if you pronounce the word differently than them, it's not necessarily wrong. It's just different than they think it should be. And they say, Oh, like you're, you're not a real witch. Like you don't, you don't even know how to pronounce this word. Like, give me a break. It's like the rudest thing ever. It just makes me very angry. <laughs> so, and this is why me and Steph can be friends because I get almost all of my knowledge from books. Also, I just have terrible pronunciation on words, even if I didn't learn them from a book. So I constantly pronounce things however I want. Like, which is absolutely fair. And I feel like witchcraft has become a lot more popular, but it didn't used to be. So no. if you didn't know any witches and you just started reading books like you the, the books don't have like a pronunciation key in them you're just reading the words in your head and figuring yeah. it out so I mean that's that was completely off topic. I liked the sidebar <laughs> well sidebar to the word to the it is spelled <laughs> athame is, is spelled a-t-h-a-m-e so it could be athame or it could be athame. I've and always heard athame. <laughs> yeah, people pronounce it both ways. And there yes. is not a problem with either way. So that's, 
that's what it is. So if you're wondering what the heck an FMA is, <laughs> it looks, <laughs> look, we should probably get into that. It looks like a dagger. Yes. So it is a ritual knife, but it's blunt. So it's used for energetic cutting, not actual cutting. And it's considered the counterpart of the wand, which is why I put it second on this list, um, because it can also be used for directing energy. And um, a lot of Wiccans will use a athame instead of a wand to cast their circle for different reasons. (laughs) And um, it is also used for cutting energy. So if you have some sort of spell work, like cord cutting or something like that, but also breaking a circle mm-hmm. is something that you would use in FMA 4. So I personally also do not have one of these. I have one. <laughs> and I <use> it. <laughs> um, for the same reasons that I don't have a wand because I have never um, found a use for it. Um, I've, I've never directed energy through a wand, so I wouldn't have directed it through an FMA either. Uh, and it would probably be something that would just be pretty decoration. So, and I have one. Um, I use it to direct energy during ceremonies and things. But uh, I really have it because I don't use a wand anymore. So I use it for what I used to use a lot of the wand work in. Um, also, I just really like knives. So this one to me <laughs> is a lot more useful and more applicable to my lifestyle. So I don't know. I've had it for <laughs> years and years and years, and I love it. But yeah, I use it for a lot, a lot of uh, ritual work, spell work. Uh, I keep it out. It's pretty. I, I really like mine. But um, the reason I don't need a wand anymore is because a lot of the things that I used to do with a wand, I now do with my athame. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't need both. The other <laughs> knife on this list is called a bowling. And that is a curved knife with a white handle and it's used for cutting herbs and stripping wood, basically sort of nature cutting. Yeah. And I, (laughs) you're not going to be surprised with this on the list, but I don't have one of those either because I am a minimalist and not that I don't cut things in my practice, but I am fine with cutting things with knives I already own in the house because I'm not going to go out and buy something that. I already have a tool in my home that accomplishes the same thing. That's like the point of being a minimalist. Yeah. Well, and I don't have one, even though I do a lot of kitchen work because I already have the athame and I don't need a second one. <laughs> like. Makes sense. <laughs> I also see, think there's nothing wrong with just using my regular kitchen knives, which I keep and use all the time anyway. Um, but yeah. I know some witches that they won't do spell work in the kitchen without it it's just a personal preference yeah Yeah, absolutely the next thing on the list is the pentacle this is originated in wicca it's much more important to wiccans it's used to represent the five elements but it's definitely Mm -hmm. trickled over into witchcraft so you see that imagery a lot but it's um absolutely not necessary to witchcraft um and Pentacles, obviously, when I say that, I mean that that five-pointed symbol, um, but it can come in many forms. You can have a pen, like a, a wooden one. You can just have an image of one, um, like a metal, some sort of jewelry reflecting it. It comes in all, I'm just talking about the symbol, but it comes in all forms. Uh, I have rings, necklaces, uh, earrings. I have clothing. I have a cutting board. I have, <laughs> I have a lot of these, but... This is something um, that is integral to my practice, but also my religion. 
So that's why I have so many. It's like almost like a Christian having a cross random places in the yeah. house. I have pentacles all over. There's probably not a room. Well, I will say the guest bathroom might not have one. But other than that, I think there's one <laughs> in every room in my house. And they're not. That all... seems like an oversight you need to fix. Right? I was like, they're not all obvious. Sometimes it's just um, I make shapes with the. So for in the guest bedroom, I have candles on the headboard. And the candles are in that shape. It doesn't have to be uh, the obvious star pointed up every time. Um, it's just the five points, but I have them everywhere. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's it's definitely much more of a Wiccan religious yes. aspect of it. Not that there's you can't use it if you're not a Wiccan. You absolutely can. Um, but again, not something that I have or use in my practice. I can't think there. I mean, I have a lot of. Um, witchy sort of things and I imagine that that imagery might appear someplace in my tarot deck or oracle deck but I can't think of a specific instance of just having a pentagram someplace I don't think I do I was gonna say I know I have some in my tarot deck I know I have candle hoarders that have them I like I said they're but it it's just something has meaning to me and as you said it's a lot more of the religious aspect to me than necessarily the witchcraft part so that's why I have so many. <laughs> uh, well, using decks to segue, the next um, common witch tool, which I'm going to group them all together, is divination tools, because that's what all of these are used for. So we just talked about tarot decks and oracle decks. Um, the other types of divination tools are pendulums, runes, and crystal balls. So you might see those all over the place. And those are used to when we say divination, you're basically asking the universe what's coming. Mm-hmm. Giving like a warning. Telling, yes. Getting a warning, telling the future and um, not necessarily bad warning. You can, you know, ask the cards if, you know, a new career is coming into your life or a new love or something like that. Um, or even just the, what should I prepare for coming next? Yes. And I have, um, I do not have runes or a crystal ball. I have, I want a crystal ball though, really bad. (laughs) I really, I really want one. Um, So reading a crystal ball, we're going to have, we have a whole segment coming up on divination tools, but real quick, um, reading a crystal ball is called scrying. And I really like, you just like stare into the ball until you have like pictures come to you yeah and you so the universe gives you a glimpse yeah images and you you know decipher what those images mean to you in your life and i they're pretty <laughs> like, <laughs> i'm just gorgeous. going with it crystal balls are so pretty and i i mean they can be clear but you can also they can be cloudy they could be made of quartz and things like that but i just i really want one i don't have one yet i'm on the lookout because i do feel strongly about all the things on this list that you need to connect with them like your yes energy needs to work with it and there have been times where I've gone into an occult shop and just picked up something like a crystal or a pendulum or something and I can like feel that like we are not going to get along like and you need tools that like work with you so yeah um I have a tarot deck and an oracle deck and a pendulum but I do not have a rune I do not have runes or a crystal ball so I don't use uh divination very much at all um, unless I'm with Steph and then we always do something, but I, I was going to say divination is more my thing. Like I do yes. that all the time, like literally yeah. daily, like literally every time I go see her, we do it. But, um, 
I am interested in getting a new tarot deck. I have an older tarot deck that I bought, gosh, probably, I'm not going to talk about how long ago. And <laughs> it doesn't work for me. Um, it's one of those things where I picked it up because I wanted it, not knowing that I needed it to work with me. And it doesn't. It just, we're, we don't get along. And so um, I would like to get one of those. I do not scry. I had wounds at one point and I, I'm just not into the divination. I'm not going to lie. I managed to hurt myself on the runes. Like, it's <laughs> not healthy. So, um, I don't I think have... that particularly surprises me. Right? I was like, it's really bad. Also, Bo is currently digging a hole for his bone. So you might hear him in the background. <laughs> Little jingle jangle. <laughs> He's running around with a bone because um, I'm not paying attention. Okay, about to bark at something out the window. I'm trying to stop her. Excellent. Dog <laughs> Life of action. dog moms. <laughs> hey, but... This doesn't need divination. We did warn you in the first episode. Dogs happen. <laughs> yes. It is very true. Okay. Moving on from divination tools. Next <laughs> thing on the list, which is actually the subject of next week's podcast. So we're going to try to keep this to a minimum. But that is books of sh- Book of Shadows or a Grimoire. Yes. And these, we will get into next week, um, the differences between the two because they are different they are. um but at the end of the day they're both basically journals of witchcraft and your practice yeah um so yeah we'll talk about them next week don't want to get into it too much now because there are more things on this list and we don't want to keep you too long so um i do have one yes uh i have one and i've had one for many years i actually have multiple (laughs) ones because when I fill one up, I don't throw it away. I just get a new one and start filling that up. So I keep them on a bookshelf. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) We will definitely launch all into that. Yes. I was like, there's lots more to talk about there, but we don't want to overshadow next week. week. (laughs) Yes. Next thing on the list is um, something that's very common um, in terms of depictions of witches. And that's a cauldron. Yeah. And, um, that's actually a witch tool. It's used in it practice, even with modern witches. It's often used for burning things, um, mm-hmm. like incense, but also petitions or offerings. Yeah. Um, we literally were just talking about this before we started recording. Um, and I don't, I don't have a cauldron in the traditional sense because again, as a minimalist, I feel like you can use things that you already have and I can use other things around my house like a bowl or a pot to act as a cauldron I don't need an actual like dedicated cauldron whereas I have one (laughs) and I love it and I use it every day um (laughs) that's why we were talking about it right before this because I literally use it every day uh (laughs) I highly recommend um yeah but I have one I love it uh that's all I got on that. I was like, I love it. And I would, I would say again, um, cauldrons are something that um, are used a lot in Wiccan traditions, just yes. because they are very representative of the fire element. Mm-hmm. And that's what I use mine for. Yeah, which brings me into the next one on my list is a chalice, which is at the opposite end and represents the water element. So those are kind of two that go together that are more seen in. Uh, the Wiccan practice, which you've, you've seen a chalice, you know what a chalice, a chalice is, and it's used to hold water during ceremonies. So those two things are much more important to Wiccans um, than a secular witch. Because I'll tell you right now, I don't have a chalice either. Um, I 
had a chalice and I managed to break it. I need a new chalice. Um, but it also, it holds more than water. If you have an altar, a lot of times it holds water on the altar. But uh, during religious ceremonies, a lot of times it'll hold, like, we'll talk more about this um, during coming up episodes. But, like, if you make your own cider, that's you generally what you would serve it in is your own chalice that's already been cleansed and purified and everything. Um, make your own wine, that kind of thing. So I personally have used mine during ceremonies, during religious ceremonies or Sabbaths uh, that may not be religious for you <laughs> that because um, that's when I serve. I always have everyone drink out of that kind of to share the community anyway. But yes, if it's on an altar, it's filled with water. <laughs> Which brings us to two, two more things. So, um, so incense is another common which tool that yes. tons of people go out and buy because that is something that you can burn in your cauldron. You can get an incense holder. Um, and a lot of the different scents we've talked about, um, you know, a holiday, like we, we talked about in bulk and the, you know, different scents and trees and things that are and plants that are associated um, with that holiday. So a lot of people will buy incense with those particular herbs or flowers in it, rather than going to collect those things and using them in a different way. People will burn the incense of that holiday. Um, so incense is very common and there's like a ton of different ways that you can use it. So it's very prevalent, but I would say that's like one of the things that when people start practicing witchcraft, they're like, Oh, I need to go buy incense. I need incense all over the place. You don't. Um, (laughs) Yeah, you definitely don't. And that's one of the things that one of the reasons we were talking about it before we started recording is because I can't do incense. There's something in it in every single scent of it that bothers me. I don't know what it is, but it makes me sick every time. So I can't handle incense at all. Yeah. And I love incense. I burn it in every room in my house, uh, at least weekly, just because I like a lot of things about it and I have specially handmade incense for that but I burn it in my cauldron and then uh, I have a small cauldron that I can just move around room to room so it works really nicely for me (laughs) and uh, speaking of the cauldron and chalice we just quickly mentioned another traditional witch tool is the altar Um, and we talked about this in in both that um, for the sabbaths it's very common to decorate the altar with like the changing of the seasons and I already mentioned that I don't have one I don't have a dedicated um space for that um I just feel like uh, again as a minimalist it just like doesn't fit my life I don't know worried that the dog is going to get into it and I like to simplify my life and I don't I mean we go all out for Halloween like decorating but as far as like other holidays or seasons I don't change up things in my house because I like to be simple and that just feels like adding something to my task list and I know that if I had a dedicated altar set up that changing it out for the different Sabbaths would be something I would add to my task list and it would become more of a burden than something fun that it's supposed to be like celebratory I wouldn't see it that way anymore because that's just my personality so I don't have one I'm skipping that all together <laughs> I don't have one currently but it's because uh in my space there's pretty much no place that my dog can't go and so I'm looking to try and find a dedicated space for an altar but I currently don't have one because both <laughs> <laughs> fair enough that's literally what it is he eats anything he can get his little mouth around so we don't currently have an altar in my place <laughs> Uh, the next three on the list, I can kind of group together and get through in quick succession because they are kind of similar as far as usage. And that is essential oils, herbs, 
and crystals. And crystals, <laughs> crystals at the top of that list. Like, they're just so fun and pretty to collect. So I think that's why beginner witches are like, ooh, let's buy all the crystals. And I don't blame you at all. <laughs> I love them, too. They're so sparkly. They come in pretty colors. <laughs> I love them, too. I, just, I especially love that, like, you get, like, small pieces of them. So they don't take up a lot of room. I was going to say, she says that, like, she doesn't have crystals. I've been to her place. She has the crystals. <laughs> I have them. I have them. <laughs> so... I feel you. I feel you on this. This is uh, the one thing that Steph's like, oh, I do need these. I do. I do need them because they're just so small. So I can like stick them all in the little like cubby and they all fit in there together and they're not like taking up all this space. So I love crystals. But um, yes, and herbs, Tara and I both use because um, we are hearth witches. We do a lot in like the home and the yep. kitchen. So herbs are very useful for that. Yeah. Um, as are oils. Um, oils can obviously be used in the kitchen, but oils can also be used when um, you're using a cauldron or a chalice or candles. Um, they can just be used for aromatherapy. So if you don't want to burn incense and you instead want to have an essential oil diffuser on your altar and burn the scents of the season, you can do that too. Um, so those are three things that are kind of all grouped together because they each have like their own properties and their own energies that they're associated with. Yes. Um, and you would use them in your workings in the same way to magnify those um, different energies, those different intentions. Uh, and I have uh, and use all three of those crystals most of all, but yes, all three of them, oils, crystals, and herbs I use. Uh, if you have not been able to determine that Steph and I are literally the same person except exact opposites, I use everything except crystals. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, I hope... out that this is the one thing that Steph's like, yes, I need these in my house. And I was like, get these out. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. <laughs> um, but yes, obviously you don't need any of those things no. because you can direct your energy and your attention without any of those things. Those things are just tools and they can make it easier. They can give you something to visualize, something to put your energy into um, that you can carry around with you, but absolutely not necessary. But having said that, they're not necessary, but if you would like to get them, if you find them useful, I highly encourage you go out and find one that speaks to you because if you find the right tool, it can just change your entire practice. I, I love my acme. I've been using it for decades. Like it's very personal to me. It's, I love it, but Steph doesn't have one, doesn't need one. So it's, it's very personal, but the tools can help also. You just don't need yeah. them. <laughs> you should, yeah, you just don't need them. But if you want to go out and try any of these things, just head into a store and see what calls to you. Yeah. Don't go get something that says beginner kit and be like, oh, I <laughs> yeah, don't do things. That. That's not true. <laughs> that one's wrong. Um, the last, well, down to the last three on the list. Um, so the third to last is candles. <laughs> Yay, candles. Oh, candles. So this is the one um, thing Steph and I both agree on. All the yeah, candles. Yeah, we, we both agree on candles. We are going to have a future episode dedicated just to candle magic. Don't you worry. Because... Mm -hmm. There's a lot that can be done with candles because um, you can use them. The different colors represent different things. So you can use them on your altar, set intentions with them, and then, you know, like burn them down systematically. Um, you can also do 
candle readings in the form of doing flame readings. You can also do wax readings. Um, they're a very easy tool to direct your energy into. And so useful. So yes. we are going to have a whole episode on that. But yes, we both have and use and love candles. <laughs> yes, that's the one thing. I was like, wait, well, I agree. almost everything except fire. <laughs> And the last two on the list are definitely two associated with witch imagery. And the first is a cloak. Yes. Uh, and the second is a besom, which is also known as a broom. Yep. So those two things are always associated with witches, cro- cloaks and brooms. Yes. Um, cloaks are still used. They are found more in ceremonial magic and religious ceremonies because they're often used with what is called sky clad rituals. Yep. So being sky clad is being naked. Yep. So um, a lot of religious ceremonies do and I, I think a lot of witchcraft lore like comes from this is like being out in the moonlight and actually yep. being naked and uh-huh. one with nature and all of that. So um, a lot of witches will wear a cloak over themselves to like get to and from this ceremony site yep that you need to be sky clad for so that is what cloaks are used for and i have one (laughs) have a lot of uses but they are not for riding (laughs) like that is you can't fly we went over this and beginner misconceptions (laughs) that's just there there is um reasoning behind why like where that myth comes from if you're interested in that you can look it up but um no you can't fly but they are useful for a lot of other things um one that we are going to have a future uh, episode on is using them for doing a home cleansing yes um because as yeah as hearth witches we like cleansing the home and getting like negative spirits out of your home that's like what it can be used for you use like you don't use it for cleaning the bristles don't actually hit the ground but you make like that sweeping motion yeah um that is like what they are traditionally used for. And besoms can be handmade. You can go out and find twigs and make it into a broom shape. Um, you can also purchase them. Um, there are a lot of pretty ones out there, but they do look, they do look a little more um, like natural and not so perfect as like a, a traditional broom you would see in somebody's cleaning closet. Correct. Although you can keep it in your cleaning closet because that's where I keep mine. You sure can. <laughs> um so I do not have a cloak, not something I have a use for, but I do have a besom. Uh, I have both, and I use my cloak for the intended purpose. Um, and then I also use it for Halloween costumes. So it's multifunctional. That's true. I probably have something cloak-like in my Halloween costume bin. <laughs> but yes, in the, in the terms of witchcraft, I do not have a cloak. But here's the thing. John and I are planning a trip to Disney World and Universal Studios. And we are going to Harry Potter World. I love, and trust me, we are having a podcast episode about Harry Potter in real life, because that's a thing. Um, (laughs) But, like, I mean, not everything from Harry Potter is completely incorrect. They have, like, crystal balls. That's a real thing. Like, anyway, anyway. I'm not making fun of you. I'm excited for your excitement. I'm very excited. So, if they sell wands and cloaks there and if I find what I like I am buying it I'll tell you that right now (laughs) (laughs) like a child I will be in line with all the other seven-year-olds buying a wand from Uh, Ollivander's it's gonna happen I would just like to say that I know of zero people that have gone to there that park and not gotten a wand and I know more than a dozen people that have gone to that park so you're not alone I know a lot of people do like to buy them so 
we are going to see. But I think even if I did buy a wand and a cloak, I can't imagine that I'm going to end up using those things in my actual practice. Not that you can't. You absolutely could. Like, those, they're, they're still like a wand and a cloak. Even if they've got, like, the Harry Potter stamp on them, you do you in your practice, okay? Whatever you want to do. This is very true. But also for uh, the cloak, I think it's a lot more part of the religious aspect than the witchcraft aspect. That is not definitive, but I have never used a cloak just without a religious ceremony being tied to it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, if you have a reason to use a cloak and you are a secular witch, please let us know. Um, I would like to use Yeah. We would like to know because we, I have no use for one. And obviously, as Tara said, it's just a religious thing. And that's always what I've associated with it with too, is more ceremonial magic, which I, I don't do. And I do. Um, so that's why, like, that's the only time I've used it. But yeah. So if you, if you've used it for another reason, please let us know. You can leave us a voicemail by listening to the end. It'll tell you how to do that. Or you can leave us a comment on Instagram at which Wednesday's podcast. We would love to know the answer to that. We really would. We're always learning. We are. <laughs> Uh, and that is all that I have for you on traditional witch tools and why you don't actually need any of them if you want to be a witch on a budget, which yes. I am all for. Or a you're frugal, a frugal minimalist witch, witch. I like it. I was going to say, or if you just don't want to. Yeah, if you don't want to, that's perfectly fine. Do too. you, as we always preach, do you? Do you? That's what I love about witchcraft. Exactly. That is all we have for you for this week, episode eight. We will see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Witch Wednesdays with Steph and Tara. Love our content? Consider donating at anchor.fm slash witch dash Wednesdays to help keep our podcast up and running. Please leave us a voicemail on that same site if you have any questions or comments and follow us on Instagram at Witch Wednesdays Podcast.